Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase. An ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at UASPR.org. This episode is titled Expanded Spiritual Cosmic Foundations versus Conventional Cement and Bricks Theology. Here is Gabriel of Urantia. I have leftover Sunlight Ministries stationery that I made 20 years ago when I was a young minister in Tucson. And I'm still using it. <laughs> the Sunlight Ministries, it was never a traditional church. And I didn't have a traditional church building. And yet, it was alive with the ministry of Christ to others. It was always active. <laughs> Even people didn't want to know God. Because there was so much activity there, they just wanted to be around there, see what was going on. A lot of people needed food and shelter, and that's what I was about then. There was always something happening. And I was on a very busy street, and a lot of young people and street people. And it was the ideal place for me to be at the time. I remember one Christmas, Christmas in 1982, I'll never forget, was the year when I went through a tragic divorce. Uh, being a Christian minister, that wasn't supposed to happen, and I was really hurting. Some of the young people that I had been helping, a family, young married family, said, why don't you just go out and invite uh, people who, you know, have no place to go on Christmas Eve. And I said, well, that's a wonderful idea. She said she'll cook the turkey and, and help, and a few other people would help. And I said, that's great. So we had two dozen strangers that evening for Christmas Eve, and we had a long table, and basically two dozen people that we didn't know. And in that living reality, that living ministry, and the deepest part of my hurt, and Barb was really singing the blues, but in all that grief and pain, as I looked around the table, all these strangers sharing, and they were street people. They were, a lot of them were rough and gruff looking. If they'd not been in that room that night, they might have been out fighting and drinking. But they conducted themselves with respect and dignity. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And my ministry was about helping the homeless. Anyway, it was a time of realizing what it was about, again, to being a minister. We have a ministry of living stones. Each one of you is a living stone, and together you're forming a living foundation. And this living foundation is not just a foundation that can be put with any crumbling institution or any crumbling church or any crumbling structure, because in order to be with us, you have to be alive with God yourself. You have to be a living stone. You have to be willing, basically, to, to become like Jesus, like God. What's it all about? It's about becoming like God. That's why he came, to teach us what it was to be like God. He pointed to the Father. We point to the Father. Being like God. Living stones. Boy, I tell you, we got something that, that money can't buy. 
We've had people come to the community and wanted to give a million dollars to be an elder, wanted to build the physical building and be in charge of that. I told them, I said, no, it's not time yet to build the physical building and we don't want a million dollars. A million dollars can't buy you eldership. You have to be like God. You have to become like God. You have to become a living stone. It's not building the building. It's building this building. Jesus referred to our selves as the house of God, the temple of God, right? This kind of foundation that we're building here, it can't be destroyed. No wind is going to destroy it. No earth change is going to knock it down. Our roots are planted in good soil. Our, our branches are strong in the character of God. Our leaves are joyful with life, the life of God. And we long to sing and dance in the wind. And we are the musical notes of God. We really are. We're living stones. You can't just fill an empty building with sterile and stoic people. I've been in beautiful buildings where the people were not very beautiful. What's the use of having a beautiful building if the people aren't beautiful? You want to run out the back door. And I've done it. I've literally gone into churches, beautiful buildings, got a sense of what was going on. or just felt the feel of the people there and ran out the back door fast as I could. Because I don't want to be inside that kind of a building. Because you are the building. You are the church. But we can't have a building with narrow-minded views that can color the walls bland. We, on the contrary, have to be expansive in our views and have inter-universal dignity. And have inter-universal reality. We have to have views that incorporate every soul on this planet. We have to have expansive views of reality or else we make your reality small. We try to paint your color in our portfolio and yours needs to shine with a different light. We can't have judgmental souls that put themselves inside their own prisons. We can't put anyone in the prison of judgment. I remember when I was in Centrum of Hollywood, Clegg Zeth got the Man of the Year Award for his deeds serving the homeless in the Hollywood area. And I was a counselor at that time in Hollywood. And he got this wonderful award, and it was presented by Catholics. We all went, his staff went to a party, and they gave him the award. And all the Catholics, they're drinking a little bit of wine and beer, and they're partying. They're having a good time. And here us fundamental Christians were sitting there like a bunch of stoic, self-righteous bigots. You know, you can be among people that are so self-righteous that God is so narrow that, that boy, if that's the God that you want me to have, forget it. God must be bigger than that. Once again, uh, the Catholics, they had more together that evening than we did. We had all the words, but they had the spirit. Now the wine, yes, that helped out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus had a little bit of wine. The abuse of things. We all have to know our limitations. Some people, again, should never touch a drop of alcohol or wine. Others can have a little bit. You have to know yourself. You have to know your own reality. And if you don't, we can help you figure that out. But basically what it ends up is you have to control your own salvation, your own relationship with God. You, you're alone with God because you are God's child. And so 
no building of ours can exist without fun and laughter. We have to have creativity. We have to color our building with the colors of hope and with the visions of, of new worlds to explore. Inside of our building, we have to walk in there and, and feel like we walked into a new dimension. We can't walk in our building and feel like we walked into a church 300 years old. Hey, we can incorporate the past with the future and with the present, but let's have a future. The problem is that people want to live in just in the past. That's the problem with the evolutionary religions. Just the past. Well, some of that past might be good, but where's the present and where's the future? And so we have to incorporate what is true from the past with the reality of the present and the hope of the future, the vision of the future. Where there is no vision, people will perish. And so each and every one of us have to catch the main vision of the community, of the divine government, and then give that vision to others within the uniqueness of each individual soul, because each one is unique. We have to have the sounds of music within our building and the smell of a family meal together. You know, meatballs. <laughs> Naturally made of <laughs> With words of encouragement. So that you can be all that you can be. Mm -hmm. I want each and every one of you to be everything that you can be in God. And you should want that for someone else. There is no competition in God. Each one of us are unique. Each one of us are special and unique. And so we don't have to be competitive in that sense. We as individuals have earned the right to sit and learn to preach and teach, to grow, and then reach out to others in this living building. We would have deserved to be there. Some people will be coming into the community new, and in some sense, they're going to have to deserve to be there too. But you guys that have first paved the way, you might say, you deserve to be there even more. Not that God loves you more, it's just that some of us had been the pioneers of the divine new order. That takes courage. It takes courage. It takes courage to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I got a lot of changing to make. To look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I want to see every wrong thing about me because I want to be as beautiful as I can be. That's what it's all about. That's the greatest gift that we can give to each other. That's the greatest gift by the fruits of the Spirit. That's what Jesus said. You are the fruits. And so when you go inside our buildings, man, those fruits would be, mm, oh, there's a peach. Mm, there's an apple. Mm, there's a banana. <laughs> you know, you guys begin to smell like the fruits. That's why we're in the garden, the third garden. Here we are. Our building is in the third garden. And so we can fill those baskets <laughs> with the donations of thankful hearts. Thankful hearts. People have given to my ministry all of my life. My human father, you don't know how I'm existing. Most of my relatives are laborers, steel workers and iron workers and construction workers. And here I became a minister. And plus, I wasn't a denomination minister. I didn't become a priest. 
So they don't know how I've been surviving all these years. They can't believe people are giving me things just because I'm giving others things. It's reciprocal. Jesus said, you want to be the greatest among you, be a servant of all. And so people would continue to give to us from all over the world. People would come and want to give, to give whatever they can of their time, of their talents, of their material things. They'll want to give because in turn, we are giving it away to others. And that's how it works. That's divine government. We enable others to have. That's divine government. Each one of you is a stone. Each one. With thankful hearts, that living stone that each one of you are belongs to the one building, the community center of planetary headquarters. What is the community center? of planetary headquarters? It's the center of God's perfect will. <laughs> the center of God's perfect will. That's the community center. If we build any other kind of community center, it, it'll crumble. If we build any other kind of community center, we become that institution that Neon talked about, the institution of the mind. That's why I said, hey, your answer book, throw it away. <laughs> because this isn't your God. Neither is the Cosmic Family, Volume 1. The books are not God. They're just books. They help us a little bit to know God. But don't quote verse and chapter and say, Thus saith God. Because that isn't God's power. That isn't God's power. God's power is being like God. Being as beautiful as God is having his true fruits, having the true love of God in your heart, that is power. Mm -hmm. That is power. It's not knowing all the words in the book and the cosmology of the master universe or the physics of rebellion of the cosmic family, volume one, two, three, and four. You can know the physics of rebellion if you're not a loving soul, if you're not as beautiful, as beautiful as God wants you to be. Then you're like, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, a clashing gong. And so being in the perfect center of God's will is dealing with the dial within you. Becoming loving. Becoming as good as you can be. That community center, well, believe me, we'll be adding on to that community center from all over the world. We have to build a bigger building, and that's okay. We got a lot of space. God is indeed the owner of the cattle of a thousand hills. Jesus said again that the kingdom of heaven is within you. We are not trying to take over Washington, D.C. We're not trying to take over any government. That's not the government we want. We're not trying to take over this world. That's not what we want. All we're trying to do is become like God, and the rest will happen and manifest. God bless all of you. Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase. An ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org.